This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. From which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However... When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Ding dong, it's Drizzly. I have your drink delivery. Thanks so much. Is it margarita stuff? Uh, is it whiskey for your anniversary that's coming up? How did you know my Anna? Or is it an order from your future self who time traveled to make sure you stayed in with a cocktail instead of going to the bar where a mysterious portal is slurping people up? Uh, I hope not. Mezcal. Oh, I was close. So close. High five. Get the right libation for whatever situation with alcohol delivery from Drizzly. Download the Drizzly app or order online at drizly.com. Ding dong, it's Drizzly. And with Gianfranco Zola, I feel that Knockout is looking for this penalty. Penalty, 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 penalty. Knockout takes, Almunia saves, Knockout follows in. Almunia saves again, Almunia saves again, Almunia saves again. Now here come Watford, now here come Watford. Forestieri, here's Hawk, Dini! Do not scratch your eyes, do not scratch your eyes, do not scratch your eyes. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Carl. And I'm Peter. So, in the fallout of the supporters committee, uh, Justin and I shared an exchange with uh, with a gentleman called Carl, Carl Wilson, uh, where he was he was slightly disconcerted about the fact that when we did the interview and we talked about the finances, um, that you'd said, you know, well, you know, I didn't really get it. I didn't I didn't know. They came out and said some numbers. We weren't really given, you know, kind of any presentation or any visuals to remember it by. And he came back and said, didn't you take a notepad? And I was going to reply, go, no, they didn't know there was going to be a test. Yeah. This, you know, no, no, because exactly. that's where it was. But on the same night, and this is where when Adam Leventhal released a piece the following day on the accounts, he put in included that the meeting was to explain all of this to you. So anybody out there, you know, Carl's opinion was perfectly reasonable because if he if he looked at what what Adam Leventhal had said, you'd had it all explained to you. And of course, as we now know, it wasn't really about that. So it's been out for nearly a month now. So if anybody who's really really interested in it will be able to take a look at it and say, okay, we we can we. We've already gone through and looked at it. So this is going to be a, a bit of a dumbing down, but a bit of an overview over it. Over it. The, the accounts that were released go back to July 2021, so nearly a year ago. And that's the end of the financial year. So it's really going from July 2020 or August 2020 through to 2021. In that time period, if you recall, we were you know, basically just going into that 
that you know, we were really going through the pandemic. It's a huge piece and it's called out in the uh, in, in the accounts themselves. And of course, we had suffered relegation. So we had taken an absolute double hit because previously, our, if, if you looked at our turnover, i.e. all the revenue that was coming in, about 85% of it was from broadcast and revenue rights. You know, in the last five years, we have always had, I think probably with that exception, the smallest but one football ground because Bournemouth had 10,000 but we, yeah. we, we're always we're always the smallest so our match day revenue is dwarfed by somebody like an Arsenal or a Man United more season tickets more corporate entertainment more use of the stadium because we've got a stadium that we all love but the reason why so many people move their stadium out, out of town is because they could generate match day revenue we don't have that so we were wholly dependent on the media and broadcasting revenue when the when the pandemic happened, uh, a lot of the TV companies, Sky, basically made a clawback because within the contract, there was a piece that would say that if we're not broadcasting in this pattern, it reduces. So that's why it got reduced. And it's also really why Operation Restart happened, because they had to try to get it because they couldn't afford more money to be, be siphoned out. We then got relegated. What was the impact on that? But basically, our turnover went from 120 million down to 57 million in one year so and, that is that, literally that 70 million gap is tv revenue and or gate receipts or absolutely so right, okay. the, di the difference between 2020 which is obviously the previous year and 2021 the match day revenue fell by 5.6 million previously we'd had seven and a quarter million came down to um one and a half million wow. okay real 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 hit Real hit on there. But the 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 commercial activity, because don't forget this happened in the pandemic. And of course, what are you going to use a club for for uh you know for sponsorship when everybody was staying at home? Mm. When are you going to be doing events? How are you going to be utilizing you know the grill or the or the corporate entity um, elements that they've got there? They couldn't. That fell from 17 million to just over four million. Yeah. Okay? A, okay, a loss of 13 million. Yeah. Um other, uh, wonderfully worded other went up from about a quarter, <laughs> quarter of a million to 1.6 million. It's the one thing that went up. I think it was probably a recategorization of something, probably a bit of a, a, an anathema. But the, the where the money really fell out of the club was the TV revenue fell from 95 million down to 49 and a half million. So it fell off a cliff. That's if, a huge, yeah. anybody's money, that's a huge chunk of change. I'm just thinking other might have been Hive Live kind of um, subscriptions maybe that kind of thing yes it could get yeah, that's very true i thought it was actually a lot smaller than that i think i thought it was in the hundreds of thousands that it generated okay. um i don't think it was particularly a money-making piece there was also the fact that we got two and a half million pounds in from a business insurance claim for business interruption so oh. that kind of you know the, the insurance premiums those, those are paid off so we've made an operational loss of in the region, I think it was around 62, 63 million pounds, effectively. We'd kind of, we'd, we'd gone, that had just fallen off the edge of a cliff. What we then did was basically sell those players in order to try to, to kind of stem that loss. Um, I mean, the, the the players that we ended up selling were Decore for 22 million. Obviously, Delefeu uh, and Pereira went off to Udinese, yeah. um, as did uh, Passetto. Uh, but, he, yeah. but, he, but his is a loan we bought him and he seems to be continually being loaned back so it, there may be a loan fee we just don't know it's not not bought in there but also Estupinian 
and Suarez, two players who never played a competitive game for the club, went off for I think it was fifteen and ten million respectively. So you know we, we all we all go oh the Pozzo network and what have you. But here's here's a point about producing players. Um, they went off and that brought in uh, a total of it was about um, fifty five million. It brought back into the club. Right now, if you think you just you've just had an operational loss of I think it was about seventy million. 50 covering 55 million of that with with that um with that those player sales was absolutely vital yep. also players such as Kapu, he, he obviously went to Villarreal obviously whilst we got about I think it was like two or three million for him it wasn't very much for a player who's since gone on to win the Europa League and is now in the semi-final of the Champions League but he was on a good wage and we needed to get that clear because of that drop in revenue suddenly if your top line is is at a certain rate and you are just below it in terms of your operational costs and your top line figure drops you've got to try to bring those uh, those those expenses under control you also um, no longer playing paying troy dini's wages um i imagine uh, he was on a fairly good screw there andre gray as well he would have been at the same we're still playing the, them. this oh this still is, playing of course he was yeah and of course he was still playing during this time so was troy so we were still with us in the championship, yeah. and this is this is this is the, the the part that when when Carl was saying, well, what what is it? What's going on with this? And not you, Carl. The other Carl, Carl Wilson. Hello, Carl. Um, it, it was about look. This is complex because one, it goes back to back to last year, and there have been things done that we should really take into account when we're looking at this mm. because any set of accounts is just the position at that point in time. It doesn't mean that things haven't changed and and, and, and altered since the removal as of well july of andre gray off the books is is going to be basically be saving a circa 70 grand a week yeah. you know that's that's yeah, yeah, what yeah. basic yeah. is in and around the fact that troy has now gone off is going to be saving us somewhere a little bit north of whatever andre was in uh was on trying to basically then bring in and i've i've i've, I've spoken about the negative side about the relegation clause but what they're trying to do i think and this is my interpretation and we'll get to the debt in a minute is to try to make sure that if the top line goes up the players wages go up and if we go down and our turnover goes down because we're no longer getting, you know, we're now just getting parachute revenue uh, money. When people talk about the parachute money, it's the uh, the tail off that you get from the from the broadcasting. Our base costs come down so that effectively, if we become a yo-yo club for a period, it doesn't kill us when we go up to try to stay up and it doesn't kill us when we come down. Mm. That's really what the plan is. As I see it, we're not going to get to properly see that until probably two years time. The one thing that always happens, though, when you have, uh, you know, kind of a loss that big is that your debt is going to increase because you can't have a, a 70 million operational loss and not have your debt increase. And this has been something that a lot of people have worried and been concerned around. The the piece that came out from Adam Leventhal quoted that we were quarter of a billion pounds in debt. And this was this was wrong. It's It was a misnomer because they were taking certain numbers and adding them up and going, oh, there you go. Quarter of a million sounds like a nice round headline. Um, I was a billion, on with, quarter uh, of a billion, not quarter of a quarter billion. Of a billion, sorry, yeah. quarter of a billion. Uh, I was on with Charlie Zazara on, on the morning of, I think it was the Liverpool game, and Adam Leventhal came on and said, no, 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 that was a sub-editor. That wasn't me saying that. Mm. I was looking at these numbers, but they still got a cock up in those numbers. So let's have, let's have a quick look. There are... There is £72 million or thereabouts in these. Uh, this was at July last year. You've got to remember, it's at July. Mm -hmm. Owed to effectively what they would call group 
organization so it's stuff that's owned by the the company who owns the club effectively gino pozzo so gino pozzo effectively has 71 million pounds or 72 million pounds being owed to him some of that has an interest rate i'm going to be putting those bits on uh, we're, we're going to be doing a you wants tv bit talking about this but putting some visuals out to help everybody because i appreciate it's a lot to get your head around <clears throat> but all of those items have got interest rates so effectively whilst gino was good enough not to say i want that money back because it would have bankrupted the club and potentially put us into administration of course he's not going to have it back because it needs to keep the club running and, and move us forward it still means that in that area there is 72 million pounds of debt and there is more on top of that there are different loans there are unsecured loans there are two loans from macquarie bank and two from uh companies called closed leasing these are basically finance houses and the total of that is another 66 and a half million pounds this is back in july Christ. we've we've now got up into the premiership so suddenly you're guaranteed a great big wadge of cash to come in. So the athletics say that they have reduced the debt by another 50 million because of committed revenues to the club. But that total in terms of, you know, th those loans from, from money owed to, to Gino and money owed to these various different finance houses is 138 million pounds up from 102 million pounds previously. Now, a lot of people have pointed out the fact, because obviously in various conversations on the spaces and all sorts of things, lots of people have wanted to talk about this. And, and a lot of people have come back quite rightly and said, well, clubs don't go bankrupt because of how much they owe. A lot of clubs work in amount of debt. They go bankrupt because of cash flow. Suddenly there isn't cash around to allow them to run. They go basically bankrupt and insolvent. You've got to service of that. the debts, basically. In one. Absolutely. This is the problem. But there is an absolute correlation between the debt that you have to service and the amount of cash flow. Mm. If I'm giving you every week £10, right, but I'm taking £8 off of you, you've got a cash flow of £2. If I'm not taking £8 because you're servicing a debt other, you know, otherwise not known, you're 10 quid in pocket. Mm. So if you're if your overheads are running at or over or close to, to that issue, then you've got a problem. And servicing the debt is, is the issue. There's another thing that is worthwhile, and this is where the, the athletic went slightly wrong, is that on all of these items, there are certain loans and certain payments where certain amount of repayment of not just of the interest, but the actual loan itself are repayable within 12 months. Now, if you look at this on paper within the within the report on that, just within these loans, there is in the next 12 months. So by the end of July this year, 82 and a half million pounds of loans due repayment. Jesus. Here at the famous Sloping Pitch podcast, we're following the greatest show on earth. But would you like pitch side seats for all the action in Qatar? The heat, the goals, the drama? Well, so would we. But why not join me, Nick Hancock, in Stoke-on-Trent and co-host Chris England in London's SW16. Every game live from England. The famous Sloping Pitch podcast. We think this tournament could be OK. Sport Social. Within that next 12 months period. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're going to get worse. How much that. of that is Gino Pozzo's? Of that, 30.1 million. He could defer that, could he not? Oh, and he and he and this is the important thing when you look at it. He entirely will because he's done exactly that. But every time he defers it, 
he's getting another four and a half percent. Four and a half percent, yeah. On top of that, which won't get claimed, and the, the athletic made it absolutely poignant. And I think, you know, you have to, you have to. People will suspect the Pozzos of an awful lot, but the one thing you have to say is yes, Udinese have sailed close in, in you know, close to the wind um, on on a few things in it, but in Italy that does tend to be par for the course. See Juventus, um, Calciopoli for details. That, that they all do. It's almost it's almost it's, it's it's bordering on cultural. I don't mean that to be sound sound offensive at all, but you've got eighty two million that has to be paid back. You've also got on top of that seven and a half million in interest alone. Okay, on the spaces the other week, Ed, he of Florida fame, hello Ed, said I'd heard rumor that it was a hundred thousand pound a week that we were paying to service the debt. Incorrect. It would be one hundred and forty six thousand pounds. Jesus. A week, week to service that debt. And that's just the interest. That's not the debt. That is just Bloody the interest. Hell. And you can understand, therefore, why it has an impact on cash flow. Because if you've got 146K going out, that's an issue. Now, let's refer back earlier on. We don't have Dini. We don't have Gray anymore. From mm. well, Gray shifts completely off the books because I think they're, they're paying them a peppercorn rent, rent at QPR yeah, yeah. Uh, to get off. That, that There's your 146K straight there. So in terms of managing the problems on the bottom line, they are going in the right direction. There's, there's a couple of other things just to add in. Unpaid interest. So this is interest from last year that wasn't paid. That, so that's already outstanding. That, that speaks to the club's ability to service that debt is already at two and a half million. As they sold it, as they basically filed these accounts for July last year, at that point, they hadn't been able to service that two and a half million. So that went on and then it accrues and then it accrues again. So it's there's there's a lot of serious stuff in there that that warrants examination. When you then look at, and this is where this is where the athletic got a little bit confused on one thing. It then breaks not just the the the, the pieces that I've talked about to you there in terms of the debt, but also about creditors and debtors. So this was about how much is actually owed to us as a club. Mm. And they split that out again in this 12 months, within the next 12 months or beyond it. I agree. Whoever that was, I agree completely. So they split it out. <laughs> <laughs> they, they split it. They split it between in uh, owed in the next twelve months and owed beyond the next twelve months. That's just just how they do it. And what happened was the debt, right, or, or the, the the debt, the debit position. How much the com the the company that is Watford are committed to pay out according to these figures, with no with no deferrals, if there were no deferrals, £173 million pounds next season, or this, this season, this season as, as we are here. Mm. Now, that's including player <clears throat> registration fees. It's including a whole, a whole host of stuff with wages. Wages, they bought down, by the way, from um, £86 million to 60, uh, no, £96 million to 68 million they've made a real crunch on the wages and that will go further down with as we say the deanies moving kapoo off the wage book etc all of these all of the the rationalization of, of of that but also the insistence that last year that we put in a, if we go down we can't pay you premiership wages it's a horrible thing to have had to do i personally hated it from a footballing sense but when you see the numbers you can tell why we've got to do it mm. we've got to make sure that if we go up we are in a good position and if we go down we are not destroyed sustainability has been as as much a, a concern for people as as anyone so anyway the um the, what, what the athletic did was was looked at it and said well there's 173 million to pay this year 
lots of that can be deferred. This is really important. Gino Pozzo isn't going to go, I'm going to put the club into bankruptcy, but of course that's not going to make everybody feel great, but he's never done it because the Pozzos have owned Udinese since 1984. It's how they make their money. And the, the questions will be, well, if they're getting an extra four and a half points on their debt each time, how does that get paid? That gets paid when we bring new investment or when the Pozzos finally sell the club. Beyond the next 12 months, okay, there is a further 80 million pounds to be paid. So that 173 million plus the 80 million equals butter being athletics headline of quarter of a billion pounds. Got you, yeah. But it discounts the fact that people are paying us stuff as well. Yeah. Because you'll have, you know, with transfers, we'll pay certain clubs things. Clubs will clubs will need to need to pay us for players. And in the next 12 months, there is a, a credit due to us of 35 million. They got that mixed up with the over 12 months. They said it was 63 million. So the, so the balance between the 173 million owed that we owe less 63 million is around 96, 90, whatever. They got the wrong number. Right. It's worse than that. It's 138 million net that we have to find this year. Now you think about how much you get for being in the Premier League. It's circa 100 it's million about that pounds, amount, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's about 120. 100. So they're going to pay some of that off. They've got to reduce the, the 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 overheads to make sure that you know that falls in line with 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 what with what you need it to be. There's there's a great metric. I'm going to probably stuff this up a little bit because I'm doing this from memory rather than any kind of thought or notes. The season before. 2021. So the season we came, but we ended up getting relegated, but we were on premiership money at that stage. Mm -hmm. We had a wages ratio to turnover of 80%, i.e. for every pound that we made at the club, 80p would be taken out of that and given to a player or a member of staff in wages. But let's be honest, principally players, right? So 80p. Christ. That sounds incredibly high to me. It does until you hear what it was Mm. the year of these financial things. 119% because they hadn't bought the revenues down far enough, which meant for every pound we owed, Gino Pozzo or Scott or someone had to go and find another 19p to subsidise it. To top it up. Jesus. Because because our overheads and our turnover inversed. We were suddenly suddenly bought down. We were impacted by the double whammy of the pandemic and the relegation. And it it kind of, as we, we went through earlier on, it wipes out whole tranches of revenue. The biggest one is still TV. It is still Sky. And therefore, that risk going forward, regardless of a pandemic, you know, even if even if everything kind of clears up and everybody's happy and everybody's great, that's fine. The, the, the disconnect between the top of the championship and being in the premiership is still an issue. So mm. what the club has to become is a self-sustainable model rather than one that is chasing, trying to keep in the premiership, otherwise it goes pop. So when I look at this, and genuinely, and I, and I imagine that the, the Uncle Rons and the heads of this world will go, yeah, okay, but they, 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 you know, they're not stupid. They'll kind of work this stuff out themselves. This stuff has to play out over a season or two as we see it. I think the measures that they're putting in make absolute sense. It means that if we go down and they sorted that out and they bought our base costs down below what our turnover is going to be, bear in mind it could be again 57 million. They need to do that and then they need to potentially do it again because we'll have the the, the, the part about parachute payments, but that only mm. lasts for two years. 
because we've already gone down, we've already had one tranche of parachute payments, we came back up. You then get two sets of, of parachute payments. So what people typically do, and a lot of people have mentioned Derby County, because of course there's been a huge concern, you know, what's happened. Derby County, as I've said before, came down in 2009. So there was an awful lot of mismanagement between then and now. And the guy Mel Morris is the one that's principally got the big fingers kind of pointing at him for, for mismanagement. What they seem to try to be doing is acknowledging the fact that the premiership is now run between a billionaire's playground, oil shakes, and indeed, no, sod oil shakes. Let's go for entire countries. Yeah, yeah. Entire countries. countries. Saudi Arabia. <clears throat> Manchester City, until the takeover of, uh, of Newcastle were the richest club in the world with a, with a, with an ownership with 19 billion pounds in assets. PIF, which is the investment fund for Saudi Arabia alone. This is just the investment fund that owns Newcastle, 319 billion pounds. And they went and bought a club in the Northeast of England. Yeah. Love the Geordies. It's a great place to go. I hope they don't become insufferable like, oh, I don't know, Chelsea fans. And I hope they don't catch a bath like Chelsea fans. Mm. Um, but you've got oligarchs, you've got American billionaires, you've got, as we say, petrodollars going in all over the place. The premiership has become such an uneven playground that people who try to do things differently and improvise and do well, especially when the model just isn't working, they're stacked at, you know, basically the house is it's stacked in their favor. Mm. It absolutely is. We had a call with Ron the other day and I said, well, give me an example of who you want. And he went, the owner of Brentford. Well, that's a great call, but Brentford are having the season of their lives. We all know football is cyclical. Are we going to say that unless we have the season of our lives year upon year upon year upon year upon year, that it's just not acceptable? Mm. Whoever owns the club, I would like to see us put in a sustained a sustainable basis i would love to see as as a lot of people have said on the recent um you know kind of top five things it's been about bringing young players bring in academy develop our players bring in a young coach and give him some time and give us a club with a sense of identity we can we can go with if they if they carry on with what they're doing and the plans work reasonably we should therefore be able to sustain and have a position within the championship with a chance to go back up again. That's still got to be the the the, the aim. We want to we want to try to get in there. It's it's a cash cow. Why wouldn't we want to have it? I get that, but they need to know that they have to control the costs rather than chasing a dream because that's what that's what it's become guilty of. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the suggestion and the thing that always comes up and is used against Scott Duxbury, and I should know because I've used it against him more than anybody else. I imagine if I haven't, I shall do it again here. Is the fact he said. We don't want to make the same mistakes. We've learned from our mistakes. We won't be yeah. doing this. We won't be going and buying proven premiership players on expensive contracts. Okay, so Josh King, Danny Rose, Moses Soko. Moses yeah. Soko and, uh, and, uh, and King have got release clauses. If we get relegated, they can walk. Mm. Well, good, because it'll shift them off the wages. We're going to need to reduce that cost still further. But we, we I don't know how much we paid for Sissoko, three or four million or something. That's dead money. Yeah. That's gone. That's gone. Mm. Bring in a player who wants to have his career in front of him, because what he'll do is he'll run all day because 
he's got something there to have. He's got something there to aim for. He's got the next move to make. Look at Richarlison. Came in, set the world alight. Yes, he got pissed off after Christmas. But everybody went, wow, okay, we're going to go and get that. Mm. The, the, the better, hungrier players, especially, and I'm sorry, I've got to say, especially around the midfield, because we've, we've got players who will bring experience and, and bring maturity. And you've got to have a sprinkling of, uh, of those to help out the younger players. But what we've missed so far this year has been energy and has been work rate and has been endeavour and has been imagination and been the whole fact that the whole thing feels like the players are running through treacle. And they've also had this financial stuff going on in the background. They've also had people saying, well, you've got this relegation clause. It's been horrible. I wouldn't have wanted to go through that, Um, you know, uh, for for anything. If you're getting paid a lot and you've got the threat of 50% of it being whipped away from you, that's that's a 50% of a lot is a lot as far Mm. as I'm concerned. Mm. So... In hindsight, looking back, it's a shit show. It's not clever. There is a lot of debt. The debt has to be serviced. That can impact on the cash flow. The debt has to be resolved, ideally. We have just gone into the premiership this last year. We will have got a lot of money. That has to have gone to have moved some of that debt down. The Athletic reported that that had been done to the tune of at least 50 million, which is a start because all the numbers I've given you are as per last year. So any improvements that they've done, we will get to see, and we'll get to see it, but again, like this year, we'll get to see it in hindsight. It's not ideal. You'd love to see transparency, but you're just not going to get it. Um, anybody who goes to the next supporters committee with uh, with Scott, that might be a request. Mm, fantastic. Great. Blimey. Great. Oh, there we there, are. Mate. There we are. Very there you good. go. Very good. Well done, like Peter. It. Well analysed. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, it's been lovely having your company once again. Don't forget to join us after the game on Saturday. Um, we will be running up a Twitter space, probably as it's a home game, half an hour after final whistle, I would yeah, think. Half five, half five normally. Yeah. Half, maybe, yeah. maybe about 20 past, but uh, half five normally. There you go. So make sure you, you join us for that. And that's it. Yeah, thanks very much for, for joining us. And uh, we will see you at the ground and um, catch you next time. See you later, everybody. You ons. Go on, you ons. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.